Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth, in which we typically uh, introduce a postcard of the day. But I have something today even a little bit better than a postcard. I have a gift card. You see that? One of you, and you chose to be anonymous, sent me a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. So thank you for that. In my book, a gift card even outweighs a postcard. So love Dunkin' Donuts. I will use that gratefully. So thank you, whoever you are, for that anonymous but well-appreciated Dunkin' Donuts gift card. And thank you all for coming and being part of the uh, podcast today. We're in verse number 48 of Mark chapter 6. If you want to go ahead and find uh, your, your place in your own copy of God's Word, Jesus has dismissed the crowd at the feeding of the 5,000. He's already hustled the, the disciples into the boat. They've left hours now before. They've gone back out on the sea in the evening time. Remember that these are uh, men that are familiar with the sea. So, some of the disciples have spent their life on that very sea as fishermen. So uh, they've been in all kinds of weather and at all kinds of uh, hours they've been out in the sea. So this is not a big task for them, but watch what happens. So we're in Mark 6, verse number 48. Jesus is there on land, and he saw them. I love that. Jesus always knows where we are, right? And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them. So if you divide the evening, the, day, the, 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 the night, and the day, so you divide night into four watches, then you have three hours per watch. So if an evening starts, say, at 6 o'clock, 6 to 9 is the first watch, 9 to 12, second watch, 12 to 3, third watch, 3 to 6 uh, in the morning, before the sun arises, fourth watch. And I think the point there is that uh, these disciples have been in the storm all night long. Uh, they've been rowing, the wind has been blowing, and Jesus has been praying. And Jesus has been spending time with his heavenly Father, seeing them struggling, and now in the fourth watch of the night. Look at verse number uh, 48. Uh, in the fourth watch of the night, he, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have and would have passed by them. So it's almost as if the scripture just kind of, Mark just kind of says that in passing. So he comes and walking on the sea, just walking on the water, and he would have walked right by them. Now, why? Why this unusual miracle that Jesus is doing? Well, the Bible says in verse 49, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. Interestingly, if you'll read the parallel account, you'll read that the purpose for which Jesus walked on the water to come to them was to to give them faith, was to uh, assuage their fears. And yet it worked the exact opposite. 
that the presence of Jesus should have calmed them, uh, should have uh, given them peace, but it actually made them very afraid. And they thought it was a ghost and they cried out in fear. And watch what Jesus does in verse number 50. For, for they all saw him and were troubled and immediately, that's our word and mark, isn't it? Immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. So be of good cheer, change your attitude, it is I, be not afraid. So Jesus was teaching them that their faith should not be in a change of circumstance. I mean, the circumstance has not changed yet. Uh, should not be in a preferable outcome. The outcome, as we we know what it is, but they didn't know what it was. Uh, they're at the end of their strength. They're at the end of their rope. They think they're going to die. And yet Jesus says, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. So our confidence, our faith, our security, our peace ought to be not in the circumstances that Jesus can create, but in Jesus himself. It is I, be not afraid. It is I. What a great reminder for us here on this day that in your storm, in your place of physical deprivation, in your place where you're feeling as if I, I can't row one more time, we need to remember that it is the Lord and our faith is in him. That's where our strength lies. Well, watch the response here, verse number 51. And he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased. Now, those of you familiar with the story, what, what's missing? What's missing in Mark's account? Well, the story of Peter <laughs> walking on the water and he loses his his. Uh, uh, sight on Jesus, his focus, and and he begins to sink, and Jesus grabs him, and they get back to the boat. Mark doesn't mention any of that. Why? Uh, it didn't happen. No, it it, it did happen, but it wasn't. Uh, a, the Lord didn't need the Holy Spirit didn't include it in Mark's account because it wasn't needed. Now, I think it is interesting that Mark was a protege of Peter. And probably Mark got his information about the details of the stories here from Peter. And again, I'm not making any accusations here, but is it not interesting that uh, Mark doesn't talk about Peter's lack of faith here, does he? Now, I know the Lord is the one that inspires the Bible, but I just always found that a little bit funny. Verse number 51, and he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased. So, he asked them to trust him. When he got to the ship, immediately the storm stopped. The wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure. I mean, they were so incredulous that Jesus had this calming ability in the storm. Now, we've already seen it, remember? When they were going to the other side, the maniac of Gadara, uh, peace be still, O ye of little faith. I mean, they should have known that Jesus is the storm calmer. They should have known that Jesus can make the winds and waves cease, but they're seeing it again, aren't they? And they're sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and they wondered. Uh, they just couldn't entirely put all these pieces together in their mind. And, uh, and we're going to tell you why here in a moment. But the Bible says that 
uh, in the other parallel passage that when Jesus got to the ship and the, sh- the storm was calm, then the ship was immediately at shore. It, it's like not only did they have their problem solved, but their destination was achieved as well, all because of Jesus. Now, why were these men so amazed that Jesus could calm a storm? Uh, why were, were these men so astounded and couldn't figure it out that this miracle could t- take place in the way that it did? Well, the Bible tells us why. Look at verse number 52. For or because they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Hardened here means uh, they, they didn't fully absorb when someone ground is hard, it doesn't absorb. When, when the soil of the heart is hard, it doesn't absorb. They hadn't fully considered what Jesus had done the very day before. And what had Jesus done the day before? He had fed the thousands. He had fed the 5,000 with the loaves and fishes. He had done that great miracle. And the point was this. Why are you so astounded that the one who can feed thousands can also calm the storm, can also walk on water. Why would that astound you? See, I think a lot of times our problem in our Christian lives is that we don't make the connections. You know, if Jesus could do this, then certainly he can do this because it's not what he did that's amazing. It's his power. It's who he is that's amazing. That, that's the point. I think that's the exact point that Paul is bringing out in Romans chapter 8, where he says about the Lord, about God, for if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So if we truly believe that we have salvation in the the, the person of Jesus whom God gave for us and to us, then why would we not also believe that every other good thing that God has for us is found in the power of the Savior himself? So think about it. You know, when we exercise a lack of faith, when we are nervous in the storm and when we can't trust and when we get our eyes off the Lord, isn't a lot of that uh, a just a forgetting of the fact that he was the miracle worker in our salvation. And if he could do this, he can certainly do this. If he could do that, he can certainly do that. And the point here is that in the things that God does for our life, in providing, in his marvelous work, in the guidance and all the things that he provides for us, we need to we need to be garnering more and more faith in Christ, trusting who he is, not just thinking formulaically that he needs to always work in the exact same way. Well, I know he can feed people now. And so anytime that there's a hunger issue, I know he can. No, the fact that he can feed means he can walk on water. Well, the fact he can walk on water means he can calm storms. Why? Because it's the power of Christ that ought to be evident in our understanding. And they couldn't see that because their hearts were not absorbing. Look at verse number 53. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. They drew to the shore 
And when they were come out of the ship, straightway they, they knew him. So the same crowd whom he had fed the day before, they knew who he was. And they ran through that whole region round about. They began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they, they, where, where, um, they heard he was. I mean, can you picture that? People are running. They're carrying their friends in these little cots. And whithersoever he entered into villages, cities, country, they laid the sick in the streets. They besought him that they might touch it, if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. I find that so special. Remember that woman we talked about a couple episodes ago that reached out and touched the hem of his garment? Boy, I think people heard about that, didn't they? And now wherever Jesus goes, they just line up in the streets. They bring their friends from near and far. They carry their friends. People just reach out to grab the hem of his garment and healing takes place. But always remember, the purpose for Jesus' ministry was not those healings. They were simply a validator that we serve a Messiah of power. And the greatest power of Messiah is the power to forgive us of our sins, to make us sons of God, to bring us to heaven with him forever. These are the miracles. This really is the miracle of salvation that we all need to be so poignantly aware of. So I hope that helps today. We finished chapter number six. I kind of rushed those last few verses, but we'll jump into a brand new chapter tomorrow. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.